Hey, I'm Nate Flax. I'm Noah Longworth-McGuire. And this is Talking Lion. Talking Lion is a podcast focused on artist-to-artist conversation. We're primarily artists, a duo called Sleeping Lion, but we've been lucky enough to write, produce, and hang out with so many incredible rising artists since we started our project. Whether it's at sessions or parties or over cups of coffee, we've talked with our creative friends about everything. Music, life, love, and all the subtle complexities that come with being in the middle of a journey. Talking Line is about hitting record in these conversations and sharing them with you. There's no real structure, nothing really prepared, just friends talking about life and what it's been like and where it's going. We recorded this episode with our friends Ruben and Louie, who formed the duo Smile. We first met the Smile guys through our college friend Andre, who grew up with them in Miami. Since then, we discovered we had many mutual friends on both coasts. Some context for this interview. We recorded this episode days before Smile released their new EP, Chasing Channels. They were also nominated for Best Remix in the 2018 Grammys. From Miami to Los Angeles, Smile have been pioneering electronic music for years with their energetic remixes and awesome original songs. Likewise, childhood friends Ruben and Louie have been making music together since they were kids, and their commitment to both their craft and their friendship is genuinely inspiring. So, without further ado, we're Smile, and you're listening to Talking Line. Welcome, welcome on. We yeah. are here with uh, with Ruben and with Louis, otherwise known as Smile, or, or, or as we said uh, on the walk over here, Smilly. Smilly. Yeah, Smilly. 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 <laughs> uh, well, thanks so much for coming by. We've we've known each other for a minute, so this will be. But it's nice having like a duo roommate situation. I was saying we don't know a ton of duos who live together like like yeah. we do. But I feel like it's just a completely different dynamic. You know, you have to just... I thought it would be like. All the duos live together. Yeah, like bunk most, beds. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> bunk beds. <laughs> so much room for activities. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just imagine Migos all sleeping in one bed. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Like <laughs> well, I, I mean, that, that's the thing. In my head, it's like a no-brainer. It's like it's almost financially a bad decision. Not to. Not yeah. to. One, because we're you making split, the same you, amount, so we split the... You split all the costs. Yeah. yeah. But um, then we also... Pay the costs together. Together, yeah, one person. But also, like one person in a, in this sort of like financial being like you know what we make. Like I think some of the best ideas that we've come up with have been like when we've been walking to breakfast or mm-hmm. when we've you know like I was doing the dishes last week and Noah was working on like finding some splice stuff. We'll be watching some anime and be like, we should do something like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do do the Teen Titans theme yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I mean that's the thing. You know I feel well, that's like not anime. So I don't know what you said. Yeah, it's not even related. It's animated. All right. Okay, you know? I know. Listen, I'm a, I'm a purist too. I got to. What? <laughs> What anime are you guys watching? Right I just finished uh, Neon Genesis. Evangelion. Yeah. Oh, we're watching that? we're watching One Piece uh, Attack on Titan like actively right now, but I've seen Yeah. Uh, my Hero Academia. I love My Hero, yeah. You said you're going to Anime Con, right? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. What do you do there? What's the Do you look at the the stuff and are, are you gonna cosplay? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always wanted to and then like if it ever came around. It to just them, seems like, like a lot of work a lot for of work. not a lot of payoff. Yeah. <laughs> I've a, I mean we have a giant keyblade in the studio. I just I know. spike my hair yeah. up and it's do half that. the battle right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Truly. Or get the organization like thirteen robes. Yeah. His cousin uh, Oh yeah, my cousin is like an amazing prop maker and cosplayer. She's like ridiculous. She sells like these Majora's masks like made out of wood and like she makes fucking bank yeah, off of it. That's it's awesome. so cool. What uh? What was the first video game you guys played? Ooh, first ever. The hell? Oh, that's, uh, what the? I don't know, like Banjo Kazooie. Oh wow! No, uh, no. Oh, back oh in the actually, day. yeah, like the class, like Ocarina of Time and uh, Super Mario sixty four. Like nice. there was this weird ninja game on uh, Nintendo sixty four that I used to play all the time. That the the guy had like blue hair and he was like this little chibi thing, and then you would attack with a like a pipe. 
I don't know, man. Very specific. I don't remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the name of it, but I just remember having so many memories of not being able to beat it. Other than well, because I was so young and I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Other than Pokemon, my only uh, my like first oh, Pokemon, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I was on the Game Boy Color, but I think my first real game was like like Sonic Director's Cut. Oh, the first game, yeah, the first, yeah. no for Sonic Adventure Battle Two. No, no, no it was, Sonic it was, Adventure. No, it was not ni- neither of those. It was Sonic XD. Director's Sonic That's the first one. That's, that's Sonic first? Adventure. It's is called Sonic, Sonic Adventure. Oh, okay. DX Director's Cut. That one got sucks. you. Got you. I played oh, it. I, it was all right. You know, the second one was second way one was, better. May, maybe I just have like a very like nostalgic memory for it. Cause it I liked it. I liked so it too. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I liked the Chow. But the final boss was the, cool. But the Chow and Adventure no, like, Two battle was. Yeah, yeah. but the oh, way yeah. the way that the game is laid out, like you have to, it's like an open world, but not really. Not really. You jump into it. Like that little fucking red light thing that's supposed to give you hints. It doesn't. It doesn't give you shit. Yeah. Even tell you where you're supposed to go. Like very inside baseball in this game, which maybe I really you should appreciate. look around the city. What? Well, okay, I walked around the city like thirty times, but thank you. <laughs> you ever play Wind Waker? Yeah, oh, that's my favorite Zelda oh, that's game. That's my favorite of Zelda game. Yeah, love that. Uh, it's crazy. Like, like just thinking about. It, I didn't know anything about like design, you know. But, but the fact that they were able to have like without any loading screens, the entire yeah. ocean, which I found out later is that they would load the islands as you were sailing to them. Oh, that makes sense. So I it was love- like that was your loading screen yeah. was sailing to them. Yeah, but. I mean, as a kid, that game was incredible. Uh, I love, so I good. love like so interesting good. loading screens that like keep you immersed in the game, like uh, Mirror's Edge. Oh yeah, like, all oh, of yeah. the elevators are loading screens. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, you can still move around, around in the jump. Ele- you can yeah. read the little things. Even uh, just like in like the Elder Scrolls, how you can just like rotate stuff. Yeah, like yeah. 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 stimulation to be like I'm rotating and looking at this thing. Or like so, it like, tells I don't you, care that and it tells you a little bit about it. In Fable, there was no pause menu. It was like a separate place you went to Fable yeah. 3 oh, that wow. was so cool to me was, you know, if that's you super to, cool if you wanted to go to your inventory like you would press pause like walk into your like wardrobe and like pull out a sword or yeah. something yeah alright so we yeah sufficient game nerds love that slash yeah. anime nerds that here for sure <laughs> and we're playing Smash Bros later right we're gonna that's, play yeah, yeah. Well, who's your character uh, right now I'm doing Greninja Corin, DDD, a little bit of Zero Suit. Those oh, are nice. Like, I'm, I'm Zero Suit and, and Link. And then I'm, I'm Piranha Plant and Jigglypuff. Wii Fit Trainer, that's my character. <laughs> nice. That's a dope character. Yeah, Wii Fit, Wii Fit Trainer's dope. Um, I never I never like had Smash, so it's just like this big cultural thing that I missed that I'll never be able to catch up no, to. No, so it's, I, I'm, his I Piranha Plant is, uh, it's tilting. <laughs> Did you guys ever think about, and we'll go back to like origin story stuff, but do you guys ever think about pursuing like, video games or video game designs. I know that at one point in both of our lives, we... When I was a kid, yeah, like, yeah. I, I like I, when I, before I knew, you know, what I wanted for real, like, I was like, oh, I want to do something with video games because I always play video games, yeah. you know? I went to cyber camp. I went to, like, game design camp really? two years in I a wanted row. to do did, that like, stuff, yeah. Did, like, Half-Life money. It was ironically at the second cyber oh. camp that uh, we had a big rock band party, like a big Guitar Hero rock band party nice. at the end of the camp. I slayed And I was game. like... Yeah, I like music way better than any, than the, like hanging with these nerds. Like it was like I definitely had this moment of just like yeah, this game design thing is cool, but I think I want to do music. I wanna I wanna uh, describe the the scene of just uh, there are two vapes in the room at the moment. Oh my god! And like it is, there's a nice like thin fog and I keep doing courtesy space. courtesy vapes. I'm well, and it's away. just like <laughs> if anybody hears, I'm not editing that out. So if anybody hears the inhale, it's just like the 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 vape uh, experience going through uh, <laughs> through this. But you know now you don't have to you don't have to go, go to the side. Okay, for fair. It. Yeah, you can now just vape. I was like, what if my mom hears openly this? and, and <laughs> what if oh, she knows I'm vaping? <laughs> uh, well, Ruben's mom. <laughs> Sorry, we're not actually vaping. 
cats out of the bag. You don't know, now you know. <laughs> so you guys grew up in Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you born and born raised, raised there? Yeah. Yes, okay. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, on the same street. Like, how did you guys? No. Did you guys first meet in high school? We yeah. met in high school. Yeah. Okay. Um. And, and how? What was that first encounter? Do you I remember, remember that? pretty vividly. It was religion class. It was religion class, no and uh, like you our, had religion class. Mr. Marty. Mr. Marty was his name. Shout out, Mr. Marty. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, because we went to an all boys Catholic high school, <laughs> which is a lot of great stories there. But um, there's a lot of great. Stories. Yeah. So like uh, the first day of school ever, he was like, "So what did you guys do this summer?" And then I heard Louis say, "Like, oh, my band played at something." I was like. He does music. <laughs> I do music. <laughs> and then we just started talking and then he came over. He we would come jam. over. Yeah, we would jam. Like I would be on drums, he'd be on guitar, we would switch. We would write crazy music on Guitar Pro, if you remember that program. Oh, yeah. That's how I started writing oh, music. Yeah. That's how yeah. I, big if time. I, if I could you know what it's all on that computer. It is in yeah. my in my room. Like the Let's find them. It's all there. I still have like very complex guitar arrangements and I'm very glad that Same. I took the time to like write down on guitar. Dude, Pro. yeah, like that's how I learned how to, how to write, write music. Yeah, that was one of the first like DAWs I used in retrospect. So then, from, I mean, even just the MIDI format, like yeah, writing like, the drums well, out, it prepared me for writing grooves. Did and, you learn standard MIDI? Yeah. yeah, doing that. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. I, I know thirty one is or sixty four is a kick. Yeah, uh, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, from from that we kind of segued. Like we did, we wrote a lot of rock music together. We were always writing together. Did he leave his band? Like, was it? Or we were, did I you, got kicked out of. He my got band. kicked out. Oh man, nice. what did you? What, what do you have to do to get kicked out of a high school band? Well. I was young and <laughs> I was like, so I was a very controlling person. Like I wanted the, I had this vision for the band that they didn't have. Like I wanted it to be big. Well, he was like kind of a pusher too. Like, you know, like no, nobody was as serious, I would say. Right. Yeah. You I, know, whenever I get I my health, myself into a project, that's like my, that's my end goal. Like that, right. there's no, there's nothing else I can do with my life besides Making that. this well, big. I, I thought my seventh grade band was gonna be famous. Exactly. Like I, you yeah, know, saying like, my high school band was dope. Like, like, wait, wait, <laughs> his, yeah. I, my high school every band. Every high school band I've ever heard, his band is actually. I'll play. I'll, I'll send you some. Uh, I'll, 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 we'll we'll yeah. trade high school bands. Yeah. Like, uh, what, what was the name of your high school band? Um, Over Two Coats. Ooh, that's great. Yeah. I like it. There's a, there's or a the whole, Centurion or the, the... The second name? There's a bunch of names. Uh, it was over to Coast for a long time, and then right before we broke up, we were Centennial. Centennial. Okay. Centennial. Well, well, what about well, the band that you got kicked out of? What I was that? Okay. Yeah. I was in uh, Fall From Earth, and then... Oh, that's cool. Uh, the this first... is some fucking metal band like that had... Uh, the crazy the long text. name. <laughs> yeah. Ours had a, we were a seven piece prog rock band. Oh wow, like seven a, minute songs. Like yes, whole... minute, like yes, inspired. Time machine mod- modulus. Yeah, yeah, like like no <laughs> chorus, no like like uh, it was just a section, b section, c section. It like I, I didn't like saying that out loud. It was uh, a <laughs> <laughs> immediately regretted that. Yeah, I'm like oh man. Yeah, the, uh, the first law was a folk band. Here's a weird question. Do you guys have any favorite B sections? Because I have favorite B sections. I definitely. Oh, uh, Jazz Crimes. Jazz Josh, Crimes. Joshua Redman. Yeah. Nardis by Bill Evans is like one of the best B sections of all time. That's a great question. I, I, when I think of just like, because it makes me think of like AABA tunes and like jazz tunes, I can't, like, I think, I often think of the B section as being like the necessary evil of like, you need something different to get back to like. Uh, Blue Skies. Blue Skies? Nice. Yeah. Oh, um, sorry. Uh, Moondance. Moondance? Oh, okay. Yeah. So Jazz Crime's the one that he's talking, has like this, what, what's that style of jazz called? Like where it says like, it's like very syncopated nerd, and nerd like stuff, very you know? Crazy melody, but then yeah. on the no, B it's, section, it's it just like, it's, comes together so nicely. It's, it's like, like a very it's like a contemporary, yeah, it's like all syncopated and tight yep. and nerdy, and then the B section just opens up. And it's just in like, my head, B sections, like, I, I'm i having a hard time, because obviously there's like choruses, and I, but like in this sense, it's like, here's this and here's that. I think about um, more like instrumental pieces. Like there's a Yo-Yo Ma, Edgar Meyer piece Ooh. called... Um, 
first impressions. It's from the Appalachian Walls, and it's gorgeous. It starts within this one section, and there's this B section that just builds and grows and transforms, and then it comes back into... And obviously, that's sort of like the theme, you know, development, recapitulation. Oh, dude, also... yeah, uh, little sunflower. It's a jazz oh, standard. Yeah. Nice. It's like it's like a, it's kind of like on the Spanish sounding kind of front, but then like the B section, like there's like a specific version that goes into a double time samba, which is like <laughs> so oh, cool. That Tennyson song that uh, you're cute. That the whole song, the uh-huh. A section is like a build up, and then the the B section is just like this jazz solo that he oh, does. Yeah. Is- Amazing. So good. I, I remember when I had to play that in a Latin jazz ensemble, the B section to Girl from Ipanema, which you don't oh, often it's hear, a great is, section. is interesting. It's a very interesting B section. Yeah. It's great. It's so good. Weird chords. Yeah. Right. So weird. It's a very strange question. I'm sorry I asked. If yeah, anybody's still with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys met. You guys met in high school. And you yeah. started, did you guys start a band together? Um, well, I mean, no, but we were always writing together. He auditioned for the band I was in over to coast at the time. Fucking and yeah, my, our, our singer was like, no, but Andre, our friend also didn't make the cut. And eventually we we're looking for a keyboard player. So you guys, like, are the, you guys are the rejects of the, of the pack. Well, no, I, I was I very much in the band. I didn't want to be in the band <laughs> anyway. By you, by you guys, I meant like Andre and I met uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Louis. No, but we just always wrote together. And then it segued into, you know, he downloaded Free Loops on my computer one day. And then we just... I got it. him into writing electronic music. Yeah, and then we, every day we would send each other like just songs, like one-upping each other essentially. And then like making better synth patches. And then like we just... But we always wrote together. And it just segued into like we, you know, we, he... Like I was in like a DJ duo. And then my uh, my partner at the time didn't write music. But <coughs> him and I were always writing together. So he joined. And then it transition into what we are today nice essentially and so yeah the duo sort of emerged of of that so yeah of, like yeah like uh we just like flow. constantly wrote music together i don't know it just like it was pretty assumed i would like, say like i i don't ever see myself like even if smile dies for whatever reason like we, we start a new still, one we'll, no, like, but right. we'll still be writing music together like producing for people like i, I just don't see us ever we, we, we jokingly mm-hmm. tease that like eventually we're gonna throw this all away and and start a folk duo together uh, you should do that see, right now you should do that right now. Like, folk is having a moment yeah. right now yeah it is you guys should should do that right now i'm starting a folk project hey maybe yeah. we have and you just don't know the alias mm. have we <laughs> mm. no comment um, <laughs> <laughs> play the fifth on that one well and so so we met because of andre we went to school with andre right. um shout how, out how to did, andre shout out to andre how did you meet him um high school as well okay. same year same same way reggie too reggie Reg, no reggie i've known since i was about four years old wow yeah all right so i'll do but it. everybody everybody else met him in high school yeah did you take uh music at school yeah, yeah. in high school well, that's what that's what nurtured our love for it yeah because our, our teacher yeah our high school band teacher was incredible and he just like nurtured this scene around the school and he taught us like a lot of wisdom like beyond just like you know music stuff and just stuff how that to, helped us in careers like how to be in the, like just being able to hang out with people and not always push your agenda and stuff like that you know just people skills i had a very genuinely mean and discouraging music teacher um that's good. and that, that's actually very like <laughs> yeah. like we've been on interviews where i've, I've like cursed about her by maturing uh i'm trying to but that's in berkeley was, no not in berkeley in it high was school in high school who like specifically sort of took shots at the fact that i wasn't particularly disciplined or didn't necessarily know a lot of classical music but i had a film teacher who was so great like he i still visit him when i'm in town and he was so because he knew that like discipline is different for different people you know yes. that, that like i was really passionate about certain things and i i worked really hard at the things i was excited about and it's so also about pacing yeah, absolutely. Like you work at the pace of your student, you know, and 
Yeah, he was he was so so great. But I had a, a piano teacher who was a film score composer, and when I walked in one day, he was playing the keyboard, and all I heard was violin. Yeah. And my mind exploded because I never knew that you could do that, and that was essentially my introduction to MIDI. Yeah. So that was like when I was thirteen and learning Pro Tools there. But like, you know, when you first discover MIDI, you're like, holy yeah. shit! Well, I grew I grew up in a studio, so from a little kid, my dad would put sounds on the phantom that we've had oh the phantom yeah and i would just like play around and it'd be a bunch of different sounds and then little drums and stuff and i was like three years old just like doing shit so um so what did your parents do that you like so my dad his dad's a legend my dad was a producer back in the 80s he still produces now but he he like wrote a bunch of number one hits back in the 80s which which, uh expose is like freestyle dance like the miami freestyle sound came from his dad holy shit that 80s like miami vice sound he also helped with uh suavemente and stuff like that oh wow uh jermaine jackson shakira he worked with enrique iglesias dad and and enrique iglesias what did he do with shakira i don't remember the the plaque is in the studio but i don't know yeah but back to our today i learned sorry yeah Yeah, (laughs) back to our music teacher we he has like cuts on our records yeah like he he still writes with us the the lyric that we put on your wall is he he played you know horns on that whenever you hear horns on one of our records it's it's real horns and it's him it's him that's awesome that's great my dad's a great piano player one of these days i want to get get him on but what was really nice when we did the the stripped down version of stop it we brought out from new york the singer of like my high school band oh that's awesome to record uh always feels good yeah yeah it's like because that's that's the most honest shit you'll ever make yeah you know, I like it's almost impossible to go back to that. Yeah, I think I think I'm just trying to make enough money in life to fly out the two first people I was ever in a band with and just make like an, Yo, a garage rock EP with them. Same, like same. I'm just I'm just trying to get. I'm there. trying to get the band back together. Come to LA, like I finally made it. Like I'm trying to make it happen. I, I do this this thing where like whenever I go home, we have our yearly like song essentially since we're not you know we're not a band anymore, but you know <laughs> we still fuck with each other or whatever. So like every year we write a song, we're slowly just building it. You know, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, well, my, my friends were never like my my best friends were never musical, but they were really into electronic music. So that was the first time I heard it. like when Skrillex happened. Mm. You know, th- that was a year late for them. Like they were already like fucking with the UKF shit. So it was, mm-hmm. um, UKF. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the, that was the that was a mood. For yeah. anybody yeah, who's like, was, where did dubstep come from? It was like everybody UKF. was on the UKF. Yeah. yeah. So did you guys go to school in Miami as well? Yep. Yeah. The whole life. Raised Miami. Yeah. Damn. So yeah, I mean, like, uh, like I said, I went to school with Reggie Elementary School, and then we went to high school, all of us together, boys, boys high school, and then college. Very, very briefly, went to Berkeley, did the five week thing, and then I finished in Miami, and then he he did college in Miami too. I got my associates, so not the full bachelors, and then and I got nothing. He dipped out. Me too. Buddy. Dipped out early, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. No, our joke is that like he graduated and uh, and I dropped out, so like so he that's, has a that's future. The same dynamic as us. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, uh, via the band agreement, I get half a degree because that's how that works. Yeah. So just, I, we split everything. I have one A, he has the other. Hey, nice. <laughs> yeah. And then he always quips back, uh, "But who's gonna pay half the debt?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know, you can keep it." Um, but that's that's a uh, that's awesome. Uh, and so when did you first? come up upon smile and then release your first first song like where in this sort of story? so we, we i talked about those that previous project we wrote under so yeah. that kind of plateaued a little bit we got a little bit of minor success a couple thousand plays some djs were playing our stuff we were playing some shows under like a different it was name? another name yeah okay what was that name the castle brothers the cast Miami. Yeah. That? yeah um we were like local stuff and okay. then um we just kind of plateaued and got frustrated with it and then he um you know just kind of came at me with like yo i want to start this new thing called smile for no reason and we, we you know we did it like we uploaded a song to soundcloud and Zero- it got more plays than any of our song previous songs i think it got more plays than all of our songs combined, combined. was that every day yeah. yes and so how did 
I mean, did you guys do anything or did no, you just, it just put it up and it went? Oh, we just, we just uploaded it. We just put it up and it went SoundCloud viral. Like, at what, the time, what year was that? 2014. Okay. It did like 100K in like three days. It was like, like it was like so much that we had to, you know, like, like, yo, something's happening here. Yeah. And then we got hit up by who we wanted to be managed by forever. Yeah. Because he had managed Lucas and we were like, I want that. Because he was doing, he was doing Lucas, great. By the way. Miami. Miami. Oh, okay. Like doing the Casa Brothers thing, like and being local. And playing shows, yeah, local. We'd, bro, we would all play shows together, get screwed over by the same people, you know, <laughs> not get paid. We show up, our slots, you know, the, not there, the room is closed, everything. <laughs> yeah. And we were all just, we went through that struggle together. And then um, once we started Smile, he reposted it. And then his manager was like, what's that about? And then that's when the conversation opened. Yeah. So where was Lucas at the time when that he was? He was popping he, off. He was popping off. He had that Tsunami re, uh, remix. We did, we had did a collab with him with, with the Castle Brothers as well. I think that was our most That was our biggest one. Because yeah. of Lucas. But he was like pioneering Festival Trap because like besides Carnage, he was like the first one to blow up out of nowhere. He was the first one to ever remix Big Room House mm. into trap music. Yeah. Right. Because the only one that but did like it. like the old Big Room, like where it's just like. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah, like Tsunami. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Like, it's literally Tsunami. It's literally Tsunami. Yeah, it's literally that song. Carnage was, <laughs> Carnage was like, you know, he did the Spaceman one, but then Lucas was the first one to really make a name for himself off of that. So he was like kind of like the forefront of Festival Trap besides like a big name that was already expected to be a big name. Wow. So he just started touring like crazy, getting, you know, his, his shit was going, like, and he was popping. For everybody listening, L O O K A S. Lucas. GDFR Lucas. Yeah, you want to just get your history. Shout out to Lucas. But that's awesome. So you guys were like, okay, shit, we got to do this. We got to. Now, the sudden influx of like, oh, there are eyes on this, there's stuff on this. Yeah, okay. So after every day, our current manager, Ethan, was on board, and then he kind of just like ran the release of another remix, and it was an Owl City remix. Yeah, and it did so. He thought it was the Owl City song. Fireflies. Oh, you did it? Yeah. Before it was a meme. Before it was a meme. I didn't know that. That's what kind of got us going. We had made it, and I guess he knew that it was going to be big. The song? Fireflies. Our remix of it. And, um, he made a sign to him before he worked the release. <laughs> um, Which he never usually did. He always did like, you know, the, the trial. But then it, got, that, yeah. it, it was getting almost 100,000 plays a day. Wow. Because it, uh, uh, Owl City actually posted it on his Twitter, his Facebook. So it threw our reach of all, all social problems like through the roof. Like, And then we got hit up by literally that? every major. How did you get that? Um, it's just like internet, you know? You like, just hit him they up? They found it. No. They oh. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, um, it was a different time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. SoundCloud. Well, SoundCloud. That was SoundCloud. That yeah. was like we. Were, I feel like maybe a wave after us was the last wave of like viral SoundCloud yeah. potential for, for, for dance for dance music. In 1988, he did. Uh, yeah. So he wrote the SoundCloud wave. I, there's a lot of kids. Jaren, Jaren's killing it right now. But that, I consider that the, just the wave right after us because like we we I rocked mean, so from Jaren until like 2016. Yeah, and we we yeah. We, but I mean, we, there's no denying SoundCloud isn't what it used to be. No, in terms of like well, and we we started at like the tail end yeah, of the we hype were right machine. At the, we were probably yeah trying to catch the really last wave. And we hype machine kinda, was a yeah. as a wave, yeah, yeah, for sure. This song we did for Lizzie Land is is number one on Hype Machine now, and I Amazing. think we all just got a pat on the back. That yeah. was like, but yeah. like back then, that was the transfer to now. But I mean to say is like Halsey got a record deal off of being number one on Wow on Hype Machine in 2015. Like it was just well, that's when we were getting number one. Was our record deal? Yeah, we had to we turned down a bunch of yeah because like I said as soon as the Fireflies one came out. We got out. hit up by literally all the major. all the majors hit us up. Like we had three DMs from like all the mates, like Sony, Universal, Warner. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't that whatever we're interested? In. And then we just like here's Ethan, our manager. Like I don't know. <laughs> and Ethan like just blocked everything because he wanted us to be able to grow he, he, the he way we wanted to. Right, and he definitely kept the conversation open, but he wasn't haste to be like let's sign them. You know, like let's and just, that's like, a good man. And what's good about it, and yeah. he's he's gotten we've 
because of doing remixes and stuff like that, we've worked with almost every single label. So every single label and executive and is aware. Is so, aware yeah, of knows us. what's up. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, even especially because you guys are in almost like a development space as well, like with Calica and stuff like you yeah. are, you yeah. know, now have those connections if not necessarily for yourself, for like other people. Stuff we can work. Yeah. And yeah. like a lot of our friends, like I'm, you know, I push on to like everything we're working on and like, yo, check it out. If you like it, you know, like this is what we're doing. And most of the time people are on board. It's pretty nice. Like, it's pretty cool. It's like, I feel like a manager. <laughs> like, but that's, that, that's crazy. Actually, I didn't know. I didn't learn something. Yeah. You, know, you didn't know some, what? I didn't know anything. About, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know. I didn't know. About, I didn't know about this podcast. We want to just like, yeah. 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 But I didn't know about the fire. Oh yeah. yeah, that was kind of yeah. our first push, and you know? it really developed our sound. Yeah, like, I think like off that bat, like people knew what we were, what Smile was, like you know, as that you know that sound. It was very specific already, even though it was like the second release, and then we just grew like from the there. vocal choppy future based stuff. Yeah, we were like doing that you know, Rhodes Ro- like, keyboard, like this little oh, army, yeah, Rhodes keyboard, and the, then like the fum fum fums from all the future bass, <laughs> no, you know that. We helped, you know, kind of coin a little bit, like through us and like 10 other artists, maybe that's that awesome. were popping at the time. Well, and that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like I first became aware of you in 2016 when I met Andre, because he was like, oh yeah, my friends are in this, this duo, you, like check them out. And he like showed me some stuff, but you know, Andre's very like, he's not the kind of person, he's, very low key. he's yeah. not the kind of person to be like, oh yeah, by the way, they, they like remixed Firefly. So it's yeah. like, you know, that's, that's a, that's a killer. Uh, so from there. What was next for you? From there, we did how a did slew you... of those. Like we did a lot of, we wrote the SoundCloud yeah, thing. Yeah, so Ethan, our manager, is a very much like, let's get you guys like vir- the virality of it, like early and and and. He's a long game kind of. Yeah, yes. he is. Yeah. And he's, he's like, like he still is to this day. It's so amazing. So like even even like he's just constantly about us. It's never like about like let's make like a million dollars this month. Like no. it's it's more like. In five years, let's be making like twenty grand. Yeah, and every a month. every yeah. you know year you to know? year, quarter yeah. to quarter, he shows us like, look, we grew this year, yeah. like it's been good, like you know we're doing good. Yeah. So he he's he's very much about the long game, and I appreciate that so much. Yeah, because, it, we owe our lives to Ethan for sure. Because yeah. there's so many acts that hit it real big, and then just and know, then just and they don't know what to do with that, and they yeah. kind of like. Yeah, and then you know it's like uh, another great mentor of ours, Rob Garza. Like he's always he's all about the the slow burn. Like you know, he calls his band Thievery Corporation a no-hit wonder because <laughs> people everybody knows Thievery, and like he, they don't have a, they have I guess they have a smash, but it wasn't it was never like they just popped at a certain point and that was it. They just kind of over the years since the '90s just steadily and now grew. they can sell out Red Rocks or yeah. ten thousand person venues. They increase, just like dude, they played in Mexico like last week, and there was like ten thousand people there. They played at Red Rocks two days before that, sold out with Chromio. Like yeah, kinda, insane, hot insane. Take, that's kind of the best way to do it. Slow burn, yeah, baby. Like yeah. you know, well, you, you and, grow into your role. Yeah. When I dropped out of school, I had a professor like get lunch with me, and and he said, "I'm gonna ask you a question, and I don't want you to answer. I just want you to think about it. Who has the long career?" And you know that that's the thing that you know when we first started, I wanted. Like the we skyrocket. The I want the SoundCloud burnout. Viral I wanted to like, you know, a deal with whatever agency. But honestly, this whatever. all happened when we were in like 19. If like everything we wanted, everything we wanted at 19 happened at 19. It would have fucked us up. It would have fucked us right yeah. up. But then there's also, there's also groups that handle it so well. Like, oh, yeah. 100%. So, well, I feel really to, equipped now. That's yeah. the thing. Like, but yeah. ones that come to mind, like Louis the Child. Like, yeah, they did a great Because they, oh, they were around oh, yeah. the same there's time st- we were starting. They yeah. they were on the same wave. And we were we were almost at one point, we were we were neck and neck. And then they released. It's Strange. It's Strange. And it just blew them up and they handled it the music that they kept on putting out afterwards was just like mind-blowingly good yeah like everything they've put out i've never not yeah. liked a song by yeah them. it's always quality you know, like, it's amazing yeah. but also, I, I saw they their handle man- it well they handle it well i saw their managers speak and their managers are just tight like they're so sharp about like what you know that's so cool i mean that's because that's the thing at the end of the day if things pop off for us 
our managers on the front lines, like your managers on the front lines, like yeah. that's the thing. Like you, and even you know, we heard Ian Kirkpatrick talk today, and he was saying like so much of that is like what the manager, how the manager can like fend off what is you know yeah. sort of happening. Well, and, and, yeah. One of the things Ian talked about today was just like he got a kind of fluke radio hit, and then had a string of sessions with big name people that he was not ready for, yeah. and then he had a, a two year slump after that because like he just like wasn't ready to take that thing that happened and like turn yeah, you gotta it into be momentum. For it. You know, sometimes it takes time. Yeah, literally, literally. it literally just takes time to like yeah. be ready for that kind of moment but it's also who has the long career like you guys do sessions like we do sessions like yeah you know here's the like podcast. i always i always like, say that this the smile thing is like the tip of the iceberg for us like we mm-hmm. make everything like from metal to reggaeton and there and back yeah, we know? have a new metal project that yeah we're doing <laughs> a band awesome. you know, it's incredible trying to break it in japan is going to be fun no like, and that's that's the thing is that like you know we like it's even stuff that we can't necessarily mention like on the podcast like we there's so many different things we have our like fingers dipped into right and yeah. i think like, a lot of artists deserve that credit because a lot of people like you know in the space that we are do that and it's not really like known too much like oh like their artist projects like doing it right and it's cool whatever but like there's so much more to that like for everybody and i think that's like pretty magical to well and, and to that's it. like the flexing of los angeles like there are people with like five hundred thousand streams or like some crazy number of streams yeah. whatever who like or or have had like crazy cuts who are financially having trouble or there are right, people yeah. who like like there's a lot of different but then factors. there's also the guy with like 500 streams that, that he's is like killing it killing it killing financially it. Like, yeah because he's doing some random thing yeah. for like he's got a number cow. one or he got yeah, noticed by Japan. one dude yeah. that like was able to connect it yeah exactly you know? i mean there's so many different factors in this that i thought there was like one way and i was very sad when there's i wasn't that way yeah once your heart breaks three times in a row like you realize there's multiple ways it's not just like you, <laughs> you don't can, have to be an artist get your you know broken many ways I yeah like yeah <laughs> you can be let down many by the, many ways was that a legend of zelda reference because it felt like a legend no but it should have been yeah right i'm sorry i didn't i didn't do that intentionally three hearts and you know but then the fairy comes right boom love it hey so you guys were doing you know the the artists and the remix stuff but you was it last year I got nominated for? It was 20. It was, a six, it was a 16. 17. 2018. It was a 60, 60, 60, 60th annual. 60th annual. Yeah. Yeah. And that was for... Uh, a remix that we did. The, funk for to Funk Go to Funk. Yeah. Right. How did Who that... was our least performing remix Yeah, of all it is still <laughs> to this day it has the least amount of plays out of any of any of our songs. How did that remix come to be? And then what was that Grammy experience okay, so, so like for you? Yeah. Bobby Rush is like a kind of a legendary act. And the year before he won a Grammy, um, he's like a blues kind of like leg- legacy act. And um, at the time, our manager, Ethan, was working at a, a, a company called Faction. And then a bunch of the managers, they were just kind of like brainstorming. They're like, it would be dope to get like, you know, a modern twist on this legend. And we were like, yeah, sure. Like, absolutely. You know, I'm down, you know. <laughs> Don't think of anything uh, like anything of it, and then we did it, and then sits quiet for a year, and then it just got submitted, and then like uh, you know before we even knew it was like I oh, got a call at eight a.m. Yeah, like hey, day. you guys are Grammy nominated, like what? Like what? <laughs> but like uh, before that too, we also got I was mentioning uh, before the we Latin. started the Latin Grammy, so like that one came even by more of a surprise. I was like I was kind of fixated on that. I was like holy crap! Like yeah, we got we, we got this, and we then we had uh, done a collab with our friend Happy Colors that had went through so many different singers. And I'm like, not just like random singers, like Nati Natasha, who is like gigantic right now in the Latin scene. Uh, and then this artist, Anita Nasario, cut to it. And then I guess Happy Colors did this really crazy remix yeah. to it. Because we had a very, you know, to the teeth, just like reggaeton pop. Yeah, it was systematic like, smash, right? Yeah, and then he like twisted made it, it really wild. But then the whole album that, that we worked on got, got nominated, nominated for best, so technically traditional, got- best traditional vocal album i nice. think yeah but in the latin grammy and so we were like oh hyped about that and then like a week later we get a call like 
yo, this one is being considered. And then a little bit after that, you got it. Wow. And then it was like full shebang because at that point for the American one, we were American artists nominated. So we got the full treatment. We got like invited, you know, the red carpet, the you after the party. Hat. That's, yeah, that the was, hat. when yeah, we met, they, you were you wearing You can't buy hat. these hats. You can't and buy those hats. Literally, I'm like, nice hat. And you and you looked at me, and you're like, you can't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't buy this hat. They give it to you for free at the at the event. So it was wild, bro. It was unreal. Even there, I was like, didn't feel, it felt like a, like a prom for like all the best musicians in the world. <laughs> that's kind of what it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Even the after party, after party was, was prom. literally a prom. It's, I was at, a, I was at um like an improv show, and I saw a guy with the 60th annual oh, that's, hat. And I looked at it, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you can't buy that. Yeah. Uh, well, so that's that's awesome. So you went like, in a sense, like in in that week or two weeks, you guys went from you, it was unreal. Are, I felt yeah. like yeah. Well, now you it know, was just a cool little validation. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you were like, forever Grammy. And that was something you can take you know, to like your you know your family who's very traditional, yeah. you know, Hispanic, like Christian, like like hey, this is I I got a Grammy nomination. Like, and then everybody knows about that, so it's like yeah. okay, they're doing something. Yeah, yeah like you know. and then for me, it's completely different because my dad had worked in music for so long, <laughs> so he was and like had whatever number, <laughs> number one hits, and he <laughs> helped me another no, one, and he done. had never gotten Grammy nominated. Yeah, oh, so oh, wow, the edge on wow. it. Yeah, whoa. You know, we're just need some number one hits, and we'll be fine. That must be fun to get the Thanksgiving table. Yeah. Like it, it, it was. It was a good Christmas. It was like <laughs> this happened. No, but it's still it's still because my dad never wanted me to do music. He was very against it, and my, it took my mom like talking to him like this is this is what he's not going to be good in school. I've never been good at school, so he, my mom had to like spell it out for him like this is the only thing that's going to work for him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but my dad wanted to be a musician, and his dad very strongly discouraged him. So. Like my dad sort of did the flip and was and like, ex- "Dude, you. do the whole thing," despite the fact that maybe it wasn't great advice at the time. You know, because I'm like, I want to sing. Look at you know, you have a podcast. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now, down. Dad. You know. uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I almost don't want a Grammy for because of my Jewish mother. You know, I mean, I feel like if that happened. I would never hear the end of it. it just like she, you know, she would go be at like you know at her luncheons in suburban oh, New York, my mom, and, and be like, "Oh, my son, yeah. the Grammy." Yeah, our parents. That's like, yeah. Like, my mom uses because my mom's a principal at a high school, so she's around other parents all the time. Ooh. It's the easiest flex. Like, easiest well, flex. my son was Grammy nominated. Yeah, <laughs> my, my mom's a sub, and so when people are like, "Hey, can we listen to music during class?" She's like, "Under the condition you listen to Sleeping Lion first. Nice. I'm like my mom is really the street team for uh, for Dallas Barry. Yeah, real hero. The deal I have with my mom is that if I get a Grammy, we have to do shots out of it. Like. Love he it. digs in his mom. Oh, that sounds, uh, yeah. And that's really all I'm working for. Well, and then platinum record for the bathroom. That's the, yeah. Uh, well, I gotta get the record. Yeah, that's, that's, well, I want, if we ever do get the horns, I wanna put it in our bathroom. Yeah. Like above the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like sitting on the, the yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> so you're also working with uh, Calica and uh, have been doing her early stuff and she's incredible. How did you first meet her? And how that sort of collaboration come to be? Um, okay, so we had a lot of mutual friends. Um, and side note, we're doing the same thing for another girl. She's amazing. We'll talk about her later. Sounds good. Um, what's it called? But yeah, we had a lot of mutual friends. She went to UM. She knew Andre, actually. Oh, cool. And funny enough, Andre messaged us like a year and a half or two before. He was like, hey, I know this girl, Sophie. I met her at summer camp, UM camp. And was like, you should work with her. And I was like, oh, I'm down. But it never happened. And then like two years later, completely forgot about that. Don't remember it existed. I saw her singing like a choral video on Facebook because I had her on Facebook because of that, I guess. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like I hear something there. Like she's like her voice is very specific. Yeah, it's very unique. And I, I also love work, working with trained musicians so I can communicate nice and easy. So um, we had a song that we made with Just a Gent that we were looking for new vocals for because like the first cut didn't really make the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, Hearing it again though, man, it's really good. The first one? <laughs> oh my God. It's yeah, so she's good. amazing. I love her. I like I just still sing it. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, we, we, we 
tried Calica out and she smashed it. And then she was like, that was the first song I ever wrote. And we're like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> so then we started working with her more in the studio and kind of developing it. And it turned into like a project, you know, and then flash forward like a year and a half to now, she, you know, we got her linked with management and she's like doing videos and it's, it's, it's you know. It's, her videos are great too. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. yeah, I love her. And she's such a like, she's just so such a great writer and she knows her shit. So it's very easy to work with her, and she's also awesome. I love her to death. Well, Shout out to Calica. What's cool is that, like, almost like in parallel, I, I think I followed her. Like, I got a suggestion to follow her, yeah. and like heard something, and then maybe like a day after, like I saw you guys post about it, and I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like maybe that's what tripped the algorithm. But maybe. she's yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, third shout out of the uh, of the podcast today to mm. uh, to Calica. Are you guys ready for lightning round questions? All right, let's get it. I want to start by asking, what's the first song on your summer rewind oh, yeah, playlist? Let's oh, Shades by Alexandra Savior. She's my favorite <laughs> artist of all time. I don't even got to open that shit. <laughs> Lock it by Crumb. Oh, Crumb Ooh. is amazing too. Nice. Mine is uh, Friends by Francis and Light, followed by uh, Closer by the Chainsmokers. Okay. Very good. Let's see. What's what's mine? Yeah, I want to see that. Such a Boy by Astrid S. That was the song of two summers ago for me. Very good. And used to it by Ash. That's Dude, for mine, it's it's been my, it was my summer rewind and then my most listen of 2018 <laughs> and my summer win, rewind of last year, Shades. It's just like, I wish Shades most... is my second song online. <laughs> so good. <It's... laughs> I, gotta, I gotta check it now. I, I love her. Okay. I'm gonna see her tomorrow. I like straight up just bought tickets or on That's Friday awesome. because like I just love well, her. Well, now I bought them because you're gonna. <laughs> you're gonna I wish, uh, <laughs> I wish like your, your, your favorite songs of 2019 showed up like quarterly. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like I just want to listen to whatever I've been listening to. That's that's all I want the algorithms to do for me is just like give me what I've <laughs> already know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, hit me. All right, first question: What is your phone background? Yours is cooler. Avatar. Nice. The Last Airbender. Nice. The, the koi fish. Nice. Uh, what was the first concert you went to? Kelly Clarkson. Nice. nice, nice, even nicer. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. I, sorry, Kelly Clarkson, uh, behind these hazel eyes. Oh, amazing! Right, that one, and since you've been gone, two smashes. <laughs> I, I think uh, hazel eyes was the first chorus I ever like heard. Yeah, that and like SOS by Rihanna. Ooh, it was interesting, and, and it, it feels much more formative looking back. But like, I would tell my best friend to, to on iTunes to like hit um, repeat one. I would just hear it over and over and over and over until I was sick of it. And it was that, it was Hazel Eyes and SOS. Uh, Non-musical hobbies. Rocket League. Games. CSGO. <laughs> nice. CSGO, a classic. Uh, do you have any skills that you would like to have? Uh, I would love to be better at piano. Mm. Mm. Uh, nah, I'm doing great. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally nothing I can think of. Really, I am perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, which fictional universe would you want to live in? Uh, Star Wars or Harry Potter? John Wick. Nice. <laughs> That's dope. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, what is your superpower? Like in I can life? talk to anybody. Okay. Dog. Talk to dogs. <laughs> My manager says I can talk to a wall. It's true. All right. And I've gotten a, I've gotten in trouble for it. <laughs> Just talk to. That's great. All right. Most important question: Would you be a pirate? Yes. Yeah, why not? Absolutely. Yeah. One Piece is one of my uh, favorite people. Of all Not time. your people. They're my people. <laughs> what about scurvy? Um, scurvy. Forget about it. Breaking the law. You just eat oranges. Murdering people. It's the fastest lightning round we've ever had. First tattoo. If you have one, uh, if yeah, not, well, we both, it's uh, a triangle. We got the triangle. And then mine is in the Bro Safari tour. That's a, that's a which is that one. Yeah, this guy right here. The triangle's a fun little story I can condense into one sentence. It's yeah. a, uh, one word. Friendship. Oh, I love that. That's, that's sweet. We uh, gotta get a friend Shout out to the awesome club. Favorite color to wear? Red. Black. Nice. Favorite holiday? Uh, my birthday. St. Patrick's. <laughs> uh, favorite sound? Uh, saw waves, and that's for jupe if you ever listen. <laughs> the saw bass? No, saw Just chords. Saw, saw chords. <laughs> um, Silence, actually. All right. Favorite movie, book, and TV show? Star Wars and Harry Potter. Oh. John Wick. 
John Wick, the novelization. Yeah, the novelization, Push John Wick. By um, Sapphire or whatever. <laughs> best date you've been on? Uh, a date to Zombieland just because that movie's dope. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It is dope. And she tried to. She kept on trying to do stuff, and I kept on trying to watch the movie. That's <laughs> Best Halloween costume you've done? Ooh. I did we, Finn from Adventure Time. Ooh. Oh, nice. Did you ever do anything together? No. Halloween costume? We should, though. We should, yeah. We've done Rick and Morty and Miguel and Tulio. Oh, that's great. We should do Salt and Pepper. So, yeah. Salt and Pepper. <laughs> or, uh, my, my favorite Halloween costume I've ever done was just a tie that says available. Ooh. <laughs> it's like a big tie. Big, a big, big, big uh, purple tie. <laughs> yeah. Big purple tie. <laughs> that was my Halloween costume for like four years in a row. Or, or the, the Cookie Monster. <laughs> the Cookie Monster. Oh, dude. I just had a Cookie Monster. It wasn't even mine. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, can either of you whistle? Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm inhaling, by the way. Amazing. All right. Um, what's something you did that you'll never do again? Ooh, like in a bad way? It could Whatever be, way you take that. Yeah, however you take it. Never never do again? You? You got anything? Something I'll never do again? I would never pick Little Mac as my main I'll ever smash. again. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, do you have any recurring dreams? Uh, yeah, I'm actually very big into dreams. Like uh, I'm like, I do lucid dreaming and all of that, oh, all tight. of that crap. So I have like a few of those. What's like top ten hits? Like your favorite? Uh, there's like a recurring, theme. a recurring mul- multiple version, like multiple parts of an alien dream that I have, where it always starts out of ah, uh, most of us at a party on a rooftop, alien invasion. We have to work our way down the building. Then we fend off the aliens on the street level outside. I have to go home. I see one of my friends driving. I'm walking, and then he drives, but he passes me on the way to my house. There's a lot more to it, but that's the gist of it. I like that. <laughs> I only have dreams when people when I feel like people are mad at me, huh. and then in my dream they are mad at me. That's very uh-huh. interesting. It's the worst. That's a, yeah. It's di- direct ref- like reflection of reality. That's like your brain just spewing. I, I hate that shit. I'm so bad about it. I always think people are mad at me. <laughs> I feel that. Uh, advice to your teenage selves. Uh, keep going. You got it. I love that. That's great. Advice for new artists, producers, and writers. Um, Learn how to write songs. Songs. Whoa. Don't make. Oof. Don't don't Hot get take there. Yeah. Don't get caught up in you know being the dopest whatever mix or biggest dropper like don't get too nerdy about the production it's always about the song the song is the boss not the artist not the everybody you're working with song is the boss song, song like the client when i was like I, like younger and people were like oh it's about the song it's about the song i was like shut the f-. but now now in like last year so, when people are like so what's the secret I'm like write a song, write a song that's dude. good like yeah. and don't get discouraged if like your idea doesn't make that immediate cut like bro like you, you keep moving and you keep shitting out 10 more ideas you know like the yeah. song is boss I, I think the most life-changing thing i've watched in the last like year has been just bob ross on netflix bob ross do you know i, I can't watch that shit i listen i know and, it's and so there's easy a to very fo- specific reason why but I'll let you okay know. well yeah well i was just gonna say his the, the the fact that he just would work on a on a painting for 30 minutes and that's it and he said like make big decisions and let them go like his sort of whole philosophy of like you just get better but you have to just start somewhere and do it and not think too much about it and if you make it it's gonna be fine because whatever like his paintings like they always see like it seems like it's done and then he just 
does some atrocious shit. It's like, no, Bob! And then it just comes out amazing. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. You're like, like you know, he paints like this. He spends so much time making like the lake look good. And then he draws a fucking giant trunk. Yeah. And like, you're like, wait, what about the lake? And the then lake? he makes this beautiful tree. You're like, oh, I see. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, in the process. He has this like faith in his own sort of skill and whatever yeah. and style. And all, all this to say that that like philosophy, because I used to work on five songs like a year and they were what? all bad. Oh my no, God. No, I mean, no, I'm talking like in high school and college. I know, but still, dude. Well, I didn't know know that quantity was quality like i didn't know ah, like that, that yeah. you had to like make a lot of stuff to know what was good and what was bad and to like improve on something i thought if you spend a lot of time on one thing that thing would be amazing even though you could spend a lot of time on one thing and the foundation's shit you know i can't watch bob ross because it feels to me like a horror film <laughs> what because there's no music it's just a man talking with a black background, him painting very, so him talking very softly. I just feel like he's gonna fucking scare you know, me. No, I can but see he's that. So gentle. Uh, he's I so know, gentle. but he is gonna scare me. This is just fucking scary. Like I'm scared of this. It's I, I can't do it. That's dude. hilarious. <laughs> no man, uh, seaweed snacks, rice, beer, Bob Ross, or tea, Bob Ross. Beer and Bob Ross, baby. Yeah. All right, go. <laughs> what are you most proud of? Top of the head, career-wise, Grammy shit. Grammy's pretty nice. Um, I don't know. Everything's been nice. Like generally, I can't pinpoint it to one specific thing. Just like the general trajectory has been fun. Yeah. And what are you most excited for? Well, okay. Um, this this past year and a half or so, ever since we moved to LA, we've been really like geared. We like bunkered down on the production thing. We're doing a lot of stuff for a lot of people, which I am just as much excited for. Like like I said, we're, besides Calico, we have this girl named Leanna. She's like more Spanish, a little Miami ghetto. She's amazing, but also just like really bunkering back down on the smile thing because like now like yeah you know, i've never like even from the beginning of smile i've never loved our music as much as i love it now yeah like now i feel like now we're super now we're super ready to go like uh, i don't want to say we didn't care but you know we were like not backseating it but like we were doing a lot of stuff at the same time but now like you know we're smiles we're, back in the front seat we're, we're we're trying to like kill it you know and we we realized like about two months ago or, or three months ago that we just we didn't love our music like we thought it was fine but there was always some sort of like it's good with you know the asterisk like for the time we had or for where we were yeah. like we never felt particularly happy about if anything it was like oh we felt like we needed to put out music you gotta, you and gotta that, care more you know you gotta care yeah and, that, and that's the yeah. thing I think we've written stuff for other people that we really like and I'm like why can't we feel that way about our stuff right it's like oh we can and I use the word care loosely like it's not that I don't care but like you know you need we to love, like we love all of our always, music always always do but you know I think we need the, the our efforts need to be focused it's the drive yeah, yeah the drive the yeah it's the intention right yeah well and that's I don't know I feel like that's an exciting place I also think just like the future base as a genre is having a very cool moment right now yeah I think so it evolved you know like cause like you know the future base trend may have like dwindled but like the music is still very much there very much popping everybody's making a lot of cool stuff it's, it's blending genres you can't even call it you know yeah. like when people like ask we put out a fucking R&B album or we wanted to. So, I mean some of the piano on that is just so tight we did it because like, we wanted to we yeah. did it because we wanted to do it and it's now it's our highest performing EP ever so that goes to show do what you want yeah, don't, people, people don't feel pressured sincerity. don't feel pressured yeah I, it's funny is when we started we like desperately wanted to be future race I think you know we were listening to like Grizz and like Brass Tracks and you know even some of like what Lido was doing and stuff and we are like oh we, we, yeah and then we just didn't necessarily have like the wherewithal to do it right and that's how we like accidentally became well, whatever we were yeah. you know when we started smile there wasn't a lot of people like that to look up to besides like flume yeah because we were back in like 2013 20 2013 and it, it wasn't like even called future base yeah, it was like time. you know this new like weird like chill trap heaven trap some people like you know it was loose and yeah it wasn't as like like I, I remember what got us into it was this uh the guy phonet, named phonetics. phonet and we learned we heard this hour and i never listened to mixes 
<laughs> like ever. Yeah, no patience. And it, I just we're not like, intro people. And Let's I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just I was going through his EP, and then all uh, after the EP was this mix, and then I heard a Cosmos Midnight remix of Destroyer by Panama, mm. and then I was like, "Holy shit! Yeah, what shit. the fuck is this? Like, this is this is awesome." And so and at our friends like you know summer pool shindigs, we, like, we, we would have like a pool party three times a. We would always month, play that week. mix, and that like like now as far whenever I hear that mix, like, just the feeling of that time always comes up. So and that helps keep the magic because like whenever like I'm feeling like a little dull about shit, yeah, we, can hear. we just play the mix, and it's like oh like summer at Mark's house, you know. Shout outs <laughs> to Mark. <laughs> I, I think Except, yeah. no shout outs. No shout outs to Mark. We we'll take that one back. Oh man, I don't know what Mark did. Jeez. Well, that's the thing. We're we're trying to like discover now. You know, I mean, I think our live like just so radically different they were like okay well what what was it about when we started what was it about like you know i think that having that memory and having that nostalgia and having like the thing that just keeps the the sort of fire but also having your signature sound be a part of that development is is really really cool and i feel like the the nostalgia and the memory like that should be a base to grow upon like like i don't think we should ever hold on to just that specific moment in time but like that should be a reminder of why why it is that we're here now five years later six years later you know doing what it is that we do. Yeah, it was just our birthday. This is Miles' birthday. Yeah, Smiles' birthday huh. was the... We're, Happy, we, yeah. we were literally at Mark's house during that time, and yeah. we signed to Ethan. And, that that and day, that, and it was a big party, and we drank, you know. And, how uh, how many years is that? What is That was 2014, so it's been five years. Five years. Half Can a decade. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. What drives you now? At this point, I, I'd like to say that it's that it's passion more than anything. I'd like to say that it's... it's, it's um, it's passion and that that thing that people talk about. Like I, I don't think I could do anything else. For me, I think it's it's the the feeling of excitement. You know, yeah. like uh, looking forward to. I mean, there have been artists and also like you know when we started a song for ourselves, where it's like, oh, this could be something really cool. I loved that feeling that I had back in like my first high school band of like we could do this. Like yo, this could be. Like this hey, could be. Yeah, you know, you and know. I I like I feel like. You know, at this point, it's, you know, it's like saying everybody you go out with is like going to be your, you know, your wife or whatever. But mm-hmm. I feel like that level of optimism is going to be, I'm going to be wrong till I'm right. Yeah. And I, and, no, and, but I kind of line up with that. Like, yeah. But and, but it's also like, I didn't mean to be a songwriter. I didn't necessarily even want to do music professionally. And I think it's only been in the last year or so that I've really enjoyed writing music. Yes. Like really enjoyed writing songs, like yeah. pop songs. Yeah. And so that's been... I think what's magical about it is that even though like you, you in the back of your head or front of your head think like this may never come out, but like the satisfaction is still very much there. Like when you finish something dope, yeah. you know, like it's oh like, my God, yeah. like it's the best feeling doesn't, in the world. doesn't matter what happens to the song. Like this is here and like I have this. Even no, though the yeah. song never comes out, it's still yeah, like some, some of my favorite feeling. songs like are stuff that we've never released and probably might not ever come out. I, I probably work best under pressure. And so it's same it, actually. So like whenever yeah. I write, I'm actually already imagining the interview where they ask about the yeah. creation of the song i'm already imagining you know the crowd singing along i'm already imagining like that and that's the thing that's like you know i, I maybe that's healthy or unhealthy but i in my head that's drive that's like that's drive. the pressure is like i owe it to my future you know sort of self uh, him it. and i are pretty similar like when, whenever somebody gives us a hard deadline it's like got you that's no problem we do our best work. but when yeah. there's when it's loose we're like yeah we'll get to it whenever you know like i might just you know play some i just imagine me being mad at me like i just imagine like you know there's some future where like i'm chilling with a family and like in a you know nice house whatever and then all of a sudden like the tesla disappears while i'm driving it in like a back to the future kind of way like because i fucked up today you know what i mean like <laughs> that's a very irrational fear no like, i know but I mean, to I say, what i mean to say is like i just i owe so much because i know like whatever's gonna happen isn't gonna necessarily happen today unless it does i haven't checked my yeah, phone i'm, this I'm making it like now uh so because i want to get out of that 
I'm best under pressure. I want to just be at my best always. Yeah. So I want to just start. I'm just going to start like, because I used to do this. We used to do this all the time where we just write songs and just write beats and just write. And because right. and, yeah. Ethan, Ethan, our manager, like encourages like, look, right now, guys, just write as much music as you possibly can. We'll figure it out, you know. And now we write music for a purpose. Yeah. Like I want to just be able to write music or I mean, I can, but I want to I want to just get it in my head that when I wake up, I want to be writing songs and I want to just be writing music and writing beats and stuff like that. Well, and I feel like that this podcast has been somewhat transformative because it was like one of those things where it's like we've wanted to do this for two years and finally like it's happened. Yeah. But similarly, like we've wanted our songs to really like to be able to hang our hats on that. And again, like, pacing, bro. Like you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't look left and right and be like, you know, why don't I have that or why is this guy popping? Like it's just like you're at your own pace. Your boys are killing it, chilling. And then once you yeah, know, I, I wanted to because that's like definitely one of my drives is not even just my music friends. Like I have friends out there that have multi-million dollar Brothers, fucking sock socks. companies. Like, they're killing <laughs> like, it, dude. It's like, so inspiring. They, Mark Zuckerberg just posted a picture with his socks. Wow. Like, hey, look what my kids made for me on, on it's, it's like they're, Father's they're Day and it's his face. socks. Yeah. It's my, my, my friend's company's socks on Mark Zuckerberg's page. He's like the richest dude in the world. Dude. Like, one of them. Well, you know, the, when we got Spotify for Artists, which didn't immediately happen, it was like there was Spotify for a minute and then you had Spotify for Artists. Yeah. But it came out roughly six months after we started Sleeping Lion, and the worst feature of that, I I think, was you could look at the stats of other people. Oh yeah, it's very so discouraging. And compare, <laughs> and compare yeah. your I love stats with them. Comparing myself to like Drake and just yeah, seeing it's like, yeah, it's like oh we have nothing. Oh it's nothing. Like our <laughs> plays look really nice. It's like damn we're doing great. And then you put it next to Drake. It's like your your plays are way down here. And then like it's like. <laughs> but that's the thing, and, and Noah can vouch for this. Like, every, and I thought it was my job. Like every day, yeah, I would, on it every day. I looked at like he wanted to get it tattooed on his arm. We, yeah, we, I we like, used to with SoundCloud. We were the same way. Yeah. We, we would, every day the stats, you know. Yeah, I, I wanted to get like our our like spikes like tattooed on like tattooed. Like it was it was I would, but I would also compare our growth to like our friends who started six months after us, a year after us. I got so wrapped up in all of that. I, I and, guess, nah, yeah, nah. And, and at a certain point, it just hurt me. And not only did it hurt me, but it made me like such a shitty friend. Like yeah. it, it made me like I don't think anybody necessarily noticed unless they did and were being just really nice about it. But I definitely would like have this like pent up resentment for anybody who started a year after us and was doing well and was killing it and was killing it or whatever. And at a certain point, I just was like, "This isn't doing anybody any good." No, bro, at your own pace. You. At your own pace. Yeah. And the moment I stopped looking at like everybody else's lanes, we went faster. Yeah. You know, because you can't, when you're driving, you can't like fucking go 100 miles an hour if when you're, you're racing, looking at the other fucking racing, lanes. If you're racing anybody in anything, the moment you look over, you are, the slowing, you you are slowing down. The, the, slowing moment down. You lose. the moment you lose. And that's, that's the thing. I don't think I've like actually felt any kind of comparative or c competition in a long time. If anything, my superpower now is community. Mm. Like if anything now, I feel like the tide rises every ship. Yeah. And we were talking about it on the ride over. Like all it takes is like, you know, one of our friends or one of the people that yeah, were... Yeah, I mean, on the topic of community, like, countless times I, I owe my fucking life to my friends, you know? Like, yeah. I wouldn't be here, I would I probably wouldn't be alive, like, if yeah. it wasn't for some of my friends, like, you know? So I, I owe kind of everything to that and, like, the support group. Because, like, Louis and I moved to L.A., and it wasn't like we came here and we had to fucking start over. Like, we moved here, and my best friend in the world, our best friend, Andre, and yeah. Reggie. picked us up from the airport. And <laughs> I was like, okay, now we're just here. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, like... You know, we've heard every horror story of how hard Los Angeles is going to be in this moment. We've had such an easy time because we're friends. So easy. Yeah, we've had the best two years of our life. And it's because of friendship and about... And honestly, the community out here is just so incredible. Everybody's nice. Everybody, everybody's, everybody's so everybody's nice. Great. Yeah. Well, 
Most not everybody. Of them. Most, most, of them. <laughs> most, you know, but the you can people sniff it yeah. out pretty easy. I think. Yeah, you know? but you know, it's because of friends that we have. You know, everybody's like, you know, check and balance. You know, like we're we're supporting each other. Like, hey, that person's bad news for you. Yeah, yeah. if you do something shitty, that's on the public record. Yeah, like anybody who's like, oh, I don't want to talk bad. I'm like, it's okay, so much if you're easier. Like, it's so much easier to better yourself if your if your friend is like kicking your ass about it because yeah. like you know yourself might your your mind not might come around to it. But if your friend is like on the outside looking in, like, hey, this is definitely bad. Then it makes you at least think, at least. No, how do you feel about the community here? Like, yeah, I, th- I think I think people like when you're not in LA, people are always like, watch out. For, like before we moved here, I think a lot of people were like, yo, like watch out for LA, it'll eat your soul. Like the yeah. people are like this, and I feel like I've never experienced. I've that. never experienced yeah. that. Like I feel like for the most part, and, and Nate and I credit where it's due. Nate and I have worked very hard to put out good energy yeah. and to like filter good energy I think and it's like recipro- to make reciprocated. Like yeah, I think and I think it's reciprocated. If you're a genuine I've, person, genuine people are attracted. Like. I know for a fact that I won't be friends with somebody that I think is like a sleaze or a sketch. Or, yeah, you know, just like, like the whole clout chasey. Like, yeah, there's too many talented people to like fuck with people who are like sleazy or clout chasey. Yeah, like, yeah. There, like there's going to be someone else who's equally as talented but also is a good person. So you yeah. might as well seek out the people. Or who even are like a little less talented. I, it's like if you're a good person, I will give you a shot. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's like you and I are kind of like we're always we always just. Like Cooper was like always, we're always just trying to hang with people. Like, and if if you and I can hang out and get along, cool, you know, amazing. Let's start there, and that's like that's enough for me. Well, and there's plenty of people, including like you guys, who like we haven't necessarily like ridden together or worked together. Yeah, but, but like every, every, time, boys, every you know? time, every time you guys come up in conversation, I'm always like, oh yeah, those guys are yeah, dope. amazing. Like, yeah, like whenever you guys likewise. come up, like you have to, whatever you're thinking, you have to. You know? We're we're finishing each other's records. Yeah, we like, little, did a little trade there. Yeah, yeah. We did a little trade. Yeah. Like you guys got pepper, <laughs> we got Mothica. Like it's it, but and but that's like that's the thing is like. Like, I, I trust that. Like, I really trust yeah. that feeling. But also, at the end of the day, like, I want to have a comfort that, like, if I left this for whatever reason, we'd still play Smash Bros. Absolutely. Exactly. Which you we're going to we're gonna play, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's, I think, the most sort of exciting. And that's, like, I think where we should leave on. Because I, I used to have this terrible pun, but it's like, if you think it's a zero-sum game, you're not adding enough. Like, it's very yeah. much, you can, you you could make this a, a, a better community yeah. by just creating more opportunity for the people. And also for, friendship, bro. for any other producers uh, out there, my dad, like back in the day, gave me, like when I first started showing interest in music, he was like, he, he told me, and, and I've taken this since like I, we started making music back in 2010, 2009, like, is like you throw enough shit at the wall, something like sticks. Something oh, will yeah. stick. Something always sticks. You when know? you have to come out to bat, I mean, that's like, yeah, yeah that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And know? even with, because I, I did do baseball, my dad said the same thing. It's like, until it sticks, bro. Yeah, you're 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 wrong till you're right. Exactly, you know? yeah. and that's again that's that, that's a a gear for optimism. You yeah. know, it's I know it's like a ridiculous. And also, never compare yourself. That, like that. Yeah, dude. That, yeah. For real, that, that's so much emphasis on. We that. were blessed because I don't think we ever got caught up in that. No, like but, at times, at times. But we, we were around people that were, and we helped them get out of it and yeah. stuff. But I mean, at times we were like almost a little bit weak and like like oh like you know these guys pop it like either one of us would really reassure each other like dude doesn't matter like we're on our shit. We're, I mean, we, cool. we were almost like forced to compare, like in the sense that when we started, we started at Berkeley, where that's you tough know, at Berkeley, right? Yeah. And, and the moment we got like our first playlist, all of a sudden, our value as people were so tied up into that. At the moment that somebody else got a playlist, like you know, we felt that on like a sort of emotional and personal level. Oh, it doesn't matter, you know, it but, doesn't matter. And that's the thing; it took us a year to realize, yeah. oh yeah, fuck that. Like, and then you know, just know where your friends are and where that's happening. But bro, that, I am friend. Friendship is like such a huge emphasis. Like, I would be nothing without my. 
support group like that. Yeah. He made, he made a friendship post and didn't put me in there. Did I? No, I said part one, dog. Oh. You weren't in LA for you're a in, month. You're in my part one. They, they, they were the disposable <laughs> cameras. I have you on my MySpace top eight. Chill out. <laughs> I don't have you on my MySpace. <laughs> I, I remember like a year into doing something line, Noah, like I, I would introduce Noah as like either my roommate or my bandmate. At one point we're on the, we're, we're on the subway in, in Boston on the T and he goes, you introduced me as like your roommate or uh, I would say best friend and uh, we make music together. Yeah, but, uh, but he's like, am I your friend too? And I'm like, yeah, you're my friend. Like, <laughs> Or like if I say partner, it's kind of a weird, I have to elaborate. Yeah, partner, no, because it's very easy to get, you know. I say collaborator sometimes. No, best friend like, first, easiest. Yeah, best best friend. friend, we make music together and this is our career. Well, best friend's a strong word. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, I guess... Uh, by now we have to be, but uh, yeah, exactly. it's contractual. It's, it's the person I'm contractually yeah, obligated to be. It's, it's for tax purposes. Don't get don't get Best it twisted. Best for tax purposes. For tax purposes. Yeah. Uh, the other half of my bank account. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> I gotta pay rent somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for no being worries, on. I'm, I'm sure we'll see you guys about. And yeah, that was and a terrible right. thing to end on. Right, yeah. Obviously, you're my best friend. Obviously, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's play Smash Bros. Let's yeah, do it. Let's do it for a little bit. We would like to thank Jägermeister and Isotope for their early support of Talking Lion.